sure. Right here. See if I can get get some sound effects going. <laughs> I saw that face. <laughs> Take advantage of it while I can. Not all, the, not every time I can have a little something while we record. Yeah, you got to go back to work in the morning. Uh, I am off tonight, tomorrow night, and Saturday night. Get you. Yeah. Well, I took off. Well, I didn't take off last night. No, this is my weekend. My quote-unquote weekend. I put in a 16 hour day the other day because I got off of work, turned around, got, got changed and then went and did uh, DTs with a new guy. So eight hours of making sure they don't trying to make sure they don't get their ass kicked. And then, so it made it for a little bit of a, a long day. So then that gave me that night off. And then I already took two nights off. So I took Friday, Saturday. So that way, the wife's birthday was this week so that way we can do something this weekend and then so it turned it into kind of a four-night weekend kind of yes kind of oh you got a first shield you got look at all those pretty stickers yeah this guy mm -hmm. took me seven months to get this thing from did it really <laughs> he hasn't had them that long he's had my money a while oh <laughs> well <laughs> It was a down payment, you know. Yeah. Seed money. Sure. <laughs> IP startup money or something. Okay. So how you been? It's been a little while. Yeah. Um just busy. House stuff, work stuff. My least favorite time of year, holidays, because it seems like you're always busy. So <laughs> I can totally understand that. How's the job? The job, the new job. Um, it's great. It's not, it's the onboarding is, has been a long process, but yeah, well, considering who you're working for, it's, <laughs> it's the government. So, mm -hmm. So the, the listeners may not know this, but um, on November 1st, I started a new job, a full-time job. So I am not contracting for myself per se. I'm going to do a little bit on the side, a little bit here and there, maybe, maybe two or three days a week or a month. Um, but I've ex I accepted a full-time position with a government contract to work at Wright Pat Air Force Base for the Air Force Research Lab. So I'm working in the testing area for materials and manufacturing directive. So you're working for the man covering up stuff. So I'm working for the man, <laughs> working, working for the government. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of winks there when you're describing what you do. So yeah. I saw you. <laughs> yeah. So it's not a, I don't, I'm not getting paid by the government. Um, so I work for a different company 
Oh, okay. It's a, it's a conglomerate called Arctos. Um, one of the major companies that is in this conglomerate is UTC, uh, United Technology Corporation. Um, so it's a defense contract that they've had since like 1979 or something like that. Okay. So it's a captive on base working directly with the Air Force customers. So there's a hallway, five or six offices, and like a total of eight or nine people in that hallway. And our labs are on one side, offices are on the other side. Nice. It's in a bit, you know, a three-story building, five-building complex up in a, you know, 100, 300-acre. <laughs> Ooh. AFRL area. If you've ever been, I know Eric has, but if you've ever been to the Wright Pat Air Force Base, it's behind that up on the hill. So if you're in the parking lot, kind of looking past the Air Force Base, for any of our listeners that's been there, um, it's, I work on the hill is what it's called. Yeah, right. I have a, I have a, my brother actually works there also. And he's at the bottom of the hill. <laughs> so, you get, so you get to tell him you're always looking down at him. I do, but he's been there for 20 years and he actually has a government job and a uh, lot higher, a lot <laughs> higher clearance than I do. So, yeah. so he's seen, touched, and done a lot more than I have. Um, so I guess there's like four levels of clearance. I'm at the bottom. He is applying for a couple jobs or not jobs but there's a couple of positions pos- or, well um tasks or directives oh okay that is like you have to be named to put on them on okay some very high clearance of some right. sort so he's in the midst of doing that so there you go so we're gonna have somebody that can tell us if there's aliens I hope so, but he's never told me. So <laughs> apparently my clearance is not high enough. <laughs> You're not cleared for that information. I am. That is above my pay grade. <laughs> I do know where Hangar 18's at, which I don't think it's a hangar anymore. It's more of just a building. Mm-hmm. Um, but I believe that was where the quote unquote aliens were. Right. Um, so I do kind of know where that's at. Yeah, it's been a lot of onboarding. I did get to do a little bit of uh, my actual job yesterday. So it took about three, four days to get badged and accessed and computered and emailed and keys mm-hmm. to the office and lab and right. all that good stuff. So retina scan, voice recognition, all that. Um, the Well, the weird thing is you have a, you know, you have a badge, um, a badge card that they swipe at the gate or whatever but mm-hmm. i actually have a physical key for my office and for my lab and everything so mm. it's not we're not i'm using the badge to get in the door in the building but after that it's kind of an old school building of keys and locks and whatnot so yeah. don't lose your badge and don't yeah. lose your keys yep oh yeah Rule number two is don't lose your badge. Yeah. <laughs> Rule number three is definitely don't lose your badge. Yeah. It's 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 almost one of those things where 
it's equally because it's a bad thing to lose, but then also it's as equally as much a hassle because you've lost those things and everything you got to do because of that. Oh yeah. I mean, just getting, just getting the badge. I mean, you have to go, I had to go to pass and registration and stand in line outside Monday in you know, 55 degree weather for 45 minutes to get the pass to drive onto the base yeah. to go to the badge building to stand in line for 30 <laughs> minutes for them to tell me to come back in five hours for an oh, appointment geez. at 1 30 because it was just monday and tuesdays like walk-in days every other day is an appointment mm. so you have to go online and make an appointment so mondays and tuesdays you stand in line you get up to the front and they say how's 1 30 like, well, that's the earliest you got then i'll come back at 1 30 and this is yeah. it, you know 8 30 in the morning so a long long day of waiting around to wait longer who would have thought the government had red tape yeah <laughs> and uh my brother told me to bring a book and a phone charger and i did, did he really read a lot of a book and and he said you'll be lucky to get your badge today i said well i have an appointment and he said well the the system is down more than it's up so you have an appointment for your appointment yeah yeah well my office mate said that he said you know when he got his badge it took him three or four days and he had to make an appointment to go there to make an appointment to get his badge so he had to make one appointment just to go to make an appointment Jeez. oh it's covid is so much fun yeah so they won't let you sit in or wait inside. You got to wait outside. Or go to your vehicle. It's a lot of waiting. Is it more? Is that more strict than like, say, you're off of the property? Like everybody in the area, just normal people. Is that more? Are they being more strict than say a normal business? In absolutely, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean. Um, you know, they have, you know, on base, you have to, you're, you have to mask up when you're inside, mm -hmm. but when you're in your office and in your, um, like directorate group. So like when we're in the lab or in our office, we don't have to wear a mask. Oh, okay. But to walk the 15 feet down the hallway to go from mm -hmm. my office to the lab, I have to wear a mask. So they're, they're strict on that. Um, but since of how small and tight it is, I mean, not like I said, the hallway is, it's eight or not eight, it's six offices. And we are at the, me and my office mate are at the very end. So we have a non-alarmed emergency exit door right okay. by us. So it's a, it's a 15 to 20 feet walk to the farthest lab and then another eight feet and you're at the end of the hallway. So it's a really short walk. So if I don't hear anybody talking in the hallway, then I just throw my mask around my wrist and <laughs> walk down the hallway and <laughs> go in the lab door and I'm fine. But, you know, they'll come in and say, oh, there's a, like today, there's a lieutenant on a, Oh, geez. 12 yeah. person tour so mask right. up and make sure you say your yes sirs and yeah oh don't be calling them buds and dudes and brother and really even like you that, so. even a civilian well i asked my office i made that i said can i just pull the new guy thing i said what's up bro 
<laughs> he said, I would suggest not doing that, but you do what you want. So, but I didn't even see him. They didn't even come in our lab. They went in the other one next to Oh, door, okay. So. We did get a message saying there's a one-star general that may be showing up. Right. And definitely call him, sir. Don't, don't bro him. Yeah. And don't bro him until you know him. Don't bro him until you know yeah. him. And even then, you probably shouldn't bro him. Well, it, I mean, it like depends. Said, yeah. I'm a civilian, you know, non, non-government employee. So, mm. I mean, I guess the worst they would do is take my badge and kick me off base, but <laughs> yeah. push it. Yeah. I guess when they do get to that, you're probably not going to get a chance to really know them. So it's, it's going to be very formal. Yeah, probably. There is, I mean, you know, there, I think there's, what do you say? Uh, three or four, um, four-star generals on base. Okay. So of how many departments and directorates and whatever's on this base, it's, there's a lot of high-ranking people around. But it's, I mean, like I said, it's, it's an R&D facility. So it's, there's no production type work it's all r&d so it's laid back and right eight hour day no weekend i believe my badge only has access from six in the morning to six at night so no working overtime right coming in on the weekend so it's kind of nice there you go so that's that's what's new with me yeah any uh any gun stuff Anything new? Any any new? Any, did you acquire anything recently, or? Uh, n- well, not really. But I don't know that we had talked about my most recent acquisition, which was probably. Well, I think I guess. Well, it was before we recorded the AK episode, but I bought or I I, I bought a um, Century Arms AP five okay i like how you threw up air quotes on that one like it was well i was gonna say the mp5 it's not oh oh yeah yeah you did i think you sent me a picture or something yeah yeah it's not an auto (laughs) your your quotation marks you know it fell off the bus or it fell off the truck you know (laughs) my bank account wishes it did i'm sure but no i mean it's it was one of my um you know, on my dream gun list of right. guns to own, got to have one. And, you know, if you haven't been keeping track of those things, I mean, the real ones go for four to 7,000. And then, the, you know, the off brand or yeah. Century Arms import ones that are non auto, you know, not as much fun guns. Yeah. Uh, the ap5 version is you know when COVID hit and all this stuff happened you know a couple years ago a year and a half ago those things were going for four grand so when they came back down to the normal price um local gun store put an ad up so i went and got one so i have a and it's you know the 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 recoil roller you know oh yeah action yeah. on the, oh, mm-hmm. man, it is so nice to shoot <laughs> is it 
Oh, it is so nice. Is it just smooth or is it's, it just less recoil or what's the difference? Yes. Yes. All the yes. above. Nice. So smooth. So, I mean, it took, it took two or three rounds, I guess, to break in because it, it wanted to light primer strike okay. for some reason for two or three rounds. And I'm like, man, what'd I do? I you spent a lot of money on of a it. gun. Yeah. So <laughs> a, lot, a lot of money on a gun that doesn't work in about round four through whatever you know six magazines that i ran through it 30 30 round magazines nine millimeter i mean it just went off like a dream nice it's like man this is so much fun so yeah for that platform i'm, I'm glad i bought it like i said i think i think i had it oh maybe two three weeks before we recorded mm-hmm. the ak episode so right um you know two months two months ago okay yeah i haven't i mean i haven't even had time to get to the range or nothing so Mm -hmm. one of the one of the ranges that i'm a member at um the dynamic range they have they have a uh high power high um power cables that run through the middle of the range Mm. so they've been shut down off and on for the last two or three weeks because instead of the the ladder looking tower they Uh put the you know the the big beam towers in oh okay so right in the middle right behind their pistol pits and on the other side of the rifle pits they've been working and geez i just put a message on facebook saying you know okay duke energy is going to be here for a week so we're closed Uh, that sucks yeah so but it's i mean it is what it is and i think it was yesterday or tuesday that they finished so okay that range is back open so i have to get i have to get back to that one all these government holidays i have days off that oh yeah didn't realize i had yeah you'll have all kinds of different days off just days that don't make sense or just holidays to make people feel special and you'll just get it off that's right now do do you not to go back to the work thing but do you have to worry about furloughs and stuff like that or is that different because you're with you're not exactly government i shouldn't our our group um our company actually only has three guys on site okay and then the government guys there's um four guys and a boss so there's eight total people in our little group um so and two of the eight are basically one is the head of our company and then the other one is the head of the government guys so okay i mean they get in there and work but there's two bosses and six six workers right um technicians whatever our title is engineers i don't okay i'm not sure don't really care it's yeah yeah it's all weird so so with all these these government holidays and that means you'll be able to put some footage up eventually of your your dream gun your toys that you get right i am so yes so i know you and i've talked about it a little bit Mm -hmm. um but i renamed my um youtube page Mm -hmm. to oh yeah aftershock podcast right um but 
Sorry, listeners, there's no videos on there. (laughs) Not yet. But I just wanted to make sure that, you know, we kind of captured the name. Um, So we have the name, but yes, the plan is to put videos on there. Yep. Uh, Maybe videos of this, you know, the podcast. Mm -hmm. If we can figure out something to do with your face. Pixel your face. That was kind of Halloween masks. Yeah, there you go. No, no, hide it, not not like change it. Right. Yeah. No, no, I've yeah, we've we've talked probably from the beginning about putting extra content up and I don't know. I think probably getting we're not gonna be, you know, product extraordinaires like like uh Bo is. You know that's his his realm, but we're gonna get we're gonna get some some reviews and some stuff up there, just some extra video content for people. So that way, you know, like I said, we we talked about, you know, the last episode was AKs. You know, maybe get on there, you know, some actual videos instead of me throwing pictures up on on Facebook. Maybe throw some videos on there, something you know, them in action. You're talking about, you know that new gun you know get on there and show everybody how how it is and how it works um i'm working on i'm kind of working on if i can get some more range time i've got a couple optics that i want to review um i got not like a crazy high wish list gun but a gun i've been wanting for a while so i got one and i just need to get it to the range um, I'm already I'm already impressed with it. So, just handling it. Would you like to share what that may be? Oh yeah, I got a IWI <laughs> the the Jericho 941, which yeah. is so nice in my hand. <laughs> it's yes, it's a full size metal frame pistol, but if if you like them, you like them. I mean, I I liken that to having a 1911 in my hand i've I've always liked the bredos you know i uh, carried those when i was in the army uh, my first pistol that i actually bought was a knockoff of that and i don't know there's just something about a, a full-size metal frame pistol the way it have feels you got, have you got to shoot it yet no what the the new one yeah. No, I haven't. I might have a chance this weekend. Um, I can't guarantee any video out of that, but just to be able to maybe get in and put a couple mags through it, just to get a good feel for it. But just, just handling it, I'm, I really like it. I mean, even the guy, even my, uh, my, my FFL guy, he, uh, when I went to pick it up, he, he asked me, he's like, "What? What made you want to get?" that gun i said well it's just one of those that i've really liked i you know it's kind of in a sex thing but i just like the way full-size metal frame guns feel and shoot um it has that low bore axis the the slides on the inside of the frame uh just like the uh the czpo um i like czs uh the po7 is the exact same thing with the way the frame or in the slide meetup like that and it feels just like that but the action and my po7 is probably my favorite pistol but this feels really really smooth so this might 
this might take the place of favorite pistol and the my my ffl guy was like yeah he's like i've never really seen or handled one of those so i was kind of kind of handling it when it came in just checking it to make sure everything was all right and he's like that's actually really nice <laughs> and i was like yeah it's 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 pretty good and this is just the regular uh the old school all metal one i they have a newer version that's the polymer frame and all that but i just really like the way this one looks and and feels because of the of it being all metal but um and yeah, that's a nine nine millimeter that is a nine millimeter yeah yeah there's a history where it was originally it came with two different barrels because it was two different calibers and all kinds of stuff but this is just the regular size nine so i'm sure the felt recoil coil will be really really low oh i'm sure it will be yeah it'll be like shooting a 1911 probably you know but yeah. it's a nine not 45 so can't i can't yeah. afford i can't afford the lord's caliber right now <laughs> you can't afford to feed it <laughs> maybe yeah. the gun but not the not the food yeah it's but, I, the ammo is hard to find still 45 around here I haven't seen yeah. much yeah i just kind of stopped looking at it for a while just because of the price on it just kind of waiting for a while there i saw nine millimeter dropping in price and then i really haven't seen a whole lot about just people pushing the ammo you know yeah i mean so you know i get all well i shouldn't say all i'm a sucker for a sale but you know, most of my ammo purchase comes from AIM, and it's still they'll send out the ad with the ammo on there, and you get on three days later, and it's gone. Yeah, and it's like, man, you know, yeah, is it really playing. that scarce? But I, I haven't honestly been looking to buy ammo lately, and I know they had put a local ad out or local something out, and they had just they had got like a full truckload of nine millimeter or something oh really it's like yeah oh that's that's nice got three three or four skids of ammo and or nine millimeter in in one day so like well the, the supply's coming back so hopefully the cost is coming yeah you know down on that but yeah i i i'm kind of in the same boat i kind of kind of stopped looking for a while um I think the lowest I saw it get was what about 33 cents around, maybe. And it was yeah. hovering around that. And a lot of places were, you know, I, I get tons of emails from places. And a lot of them were like, oh, it's dropping. You know, it was 35, 39. It's like, hey, you're not as low as I've seen it, but it just kind of stuck in that yeah. area. So I, I kind of just gave up on <laughs> looking for a while. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the boat I'm in now is I haven't had a lot of time to shoot, so my stock's mm -hmm. not going down. So, right, you know, it's not, do you ever have enough ammo? The answer is no. Yeah, um, that's true. But, you know, with what I did find on sale and buy decently cheap the last year, which wasn't a whole lot, um, restocked what I did shoot in the last year. So you know, the six to eight 
10,000 rounds of nine millimeter that I have is plenty for now. Mm-hmm. Just because I haven't, I mean, I've only got out to shoot three or four times probably since June, July. So, yeah. you know, that time last year I was going twice a week because I yeah. was, wasn't working that much. <laughs> you had the time to do it. I had the time. So now it's a little different. Um, I don't need to sweat looking for cheap ammo. So I've got, I've got some good stock. Which is nice. I like having yeah. ammo stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's it's good to have that. Now it's land. I'm looking, looking, pseudo looking for land. Oh, really? Um, yeah, we um, we've gotten in the last couple months. So where I live, which is, I live closer to Cincinnati than Dayton, but I live kind of in the middle. Okay. Um, and we live in a township right outside of a decently sized city. Um, but, you know, we bought our house not in a subdivision, one acre lot, you know, across the street was a mm-hmm. 30 to 60 acre field right. uh, growing soybeans. And then, mm-hmm. you know, we're three houses from an intersection and on the other corner is another 100 acre field. So in the last few months, we got notices that those fields have been sold. So oh, they're going they're to develop gonna, them. They're going to be developing them. Um, so my plan is to kind of up my search for land, which I was kind of been back burner looking mm-hmm. for for tennis shakers. You know, maybe within an hour, hour and a half drive of here. So we're gonna we're gonna up that a little bit and look a little harder. Um, you know, we have a fifth grader that we don't want to move out of the school system. Yeah, that always comes into play. So my my timeline is seven years. There you go. But um, with that being said, this subdivision, if it starts driving my house value down. Mm-hmm then the timeline will be pushed out. Right. Yeah. You're in a weird, you're in a weird spot because everything's so inflated right now, but then if they're going to develop that, is that going to hold the value then? Or is there like a bubble that's going to pop and bring it down, even if they develop it beside you? Well, they put in a road by a park around the corner, about a half, half mile, maybe down the road. And it was a, a road, uh, you know, not a subdivision per se, but a eighth of a mile road where they put maybe 12 to 15 houses on it. Okay. But they were four to $500,000 houses. Oh, that'll bring it up. So our house value in the last two and a half years went up about $160,000. Oh, there you go. So if they... I, I can't see them putting that kind of a $500,000 subdivision across the street. Right. But if it's in the two to three fifty range mm-hmm. on, you know, a big house on a postage stamp, then our one acre lot will probably go yeah. up some more. Yeah. Yeah. So my thought process is to find the land now 
mm-hmm. and then in in about six years build a house on it yeah yeah you know small enough for somebody going away to college mm-hmm. two people there you go and then selling what we have now and paying that all off is is kind of my hopes so yeah yeah we're kind about of a seven year timeline yeah we're kind of in the same the same boat like i didn't think this would happen but my wife you know my wife my wife isn't from here but she's she's like yeah i think i'd like to have land and we could build on it and all that you know and i've told her i i mean she's originally from puerto rico and i'm like i'd love to buy some land down there just to have it right now while it's so cheap before all these tech people get down there and buy all that up and i was like i'd love to get down there and buy some land and eventually put something down there but she's like you know i i wouldn't mind getting some and she'll she'll look i mean she's one of those people that always looks at that kind of stuff anyways and she'll be like oh hey here's a lot over here and here's you know this lot it's this many acres and all that and she's like no i think i think i'd like to be out kind of in the middle of of nowhere without people around around me and i was like i'm not gonna argue (laughs) like sure no No. (laughs) i'd be happy with that but yeah you just gotta just the way stuff is right now it's like yeah maybe maybe you could get the land cheap but if you're getting it cheap then what's the real deal with it like you know we're definitely not gonna build right now the way prices are on everything but no the the lumber price is through the roof still yeah you know it's it's funny because i kind of had this conversation a little bit with bo a couple weeks ago you know telling him about you know what's going on across the street and Mm -hmm. said you know around here 10 acres is probably probably a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars right 200 you know okay if if you're an hour away and bo started sending me stuff you know down in his neck of the woods in arkansas it was like 40 acres for a hundred thousand oh then there was i think there was 10 acres like right around the corner from him for like thirty five thousand. really and i'm like oh well so I'm, ask, I'm asking the fiance like how, how does arkansas sound yeah um so i think my wife is open to moving once the kids are out because she's a federal employee as well so all she has to do cool. is find find an opening somewhere there you go and I don't think I'm going to be staying in my current profession because when she's done with school, I'm going back to school and I'll probably, probably be in for a career change anyways. So uh, hopefully we're still doing something like this then. Uh, if not, I'll still be in contact with Bo. Maybe we'll, we'll start looking down that way if it's going to be that cheap. <laughs> I would definitely, I mean, like I said, 35 grand was almost you know, 35,000 for 10 acres was almost enough to just call a realtor and be like, Hey, yeah, that's, let's put an offer in on this. Oh yeah. Just buy it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, land doesn't usually get any cheaper. doesn't Mm -hmm. lose value on a a 10 acre wooded lot. So, right. I mean, even if you had to sell the wood off of it and then tell, sell the 10 acres after that, you could probably still make money off of it. Mm Mm-hmm. So I was tempted, but I'm not sure she wants to move to Arkansas. <laughs> She's like, what's in Arkansas? I'm like, everything we wanted. 
say, nothing. Say you have plenty of time. You can go yeah. take some vacations, go scout, go check out the area, see if you like it. And then, and then you can really start hammering on it. Yeah. Cause we've <laughs> talked about like Montana, you know, Idaho area mm-hmm. and the mountains. And I said, you know, there's mountains in Arkansas. Yeah. She's like, and, what's and, down there? And, and probably goes, less winter. Probably less winter. Yeah. Probably less winter. That so. that'd be that'd be the game changer for my wife. Less winter. Yeah, since she's you know from a tropical climate, so yeah, that's true. You know, luckily when she became an adult, she started living on living in areas that actually had winter, so she's <laughs> kind of used to it, but not as much as like you know me, who's been living in it all my life. But she's gotten used to it. But I don't think she complained about moving to a a place with less winter. Just just because she's used to to it doesn't mean she enjoys it, right? Right. Yeah. No, she's she's kind of used to it, but snow things for the birds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. So yeah, there's an update. Yep. Now that we've talked everybody's ear off, let's uh let's get into the the main topic for today. Sure. Uh, I, we have one yeah we yes we do we do um yeah we we kind of discussed this and just figured it'd be something a little more a little more time sensitive a little more timely uh something that recently happened there was a little bit of discussion on the the facebook uh about it but um just wanted to kind of go over this whole alec baldwin shooting thing that happened during this filming what happened what happened uh he shot a couple people no you way. know yeah i know uh, Hollywood, Doesn't he hate guns uh hollywood elitist didn't know what he was doing and accidentally shot people who would have thought he doesn't like guns i know well hey why did if, he why did he hold have one because it makes him money <laughs> Well, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> you mean you mean their their morals are flexible? <laughs> but but that doesn't make any sense. Oh. Yeah. So, well, I guess I guess for you know this is kind of the the one hundred and one section of it. We'll start at the at the base and work our way up here. Um we have any new people and people that are new to the the gun world uh this is probably when you talk about this subject this is going to be what most people are going to uh recite back to you and that's the universal rules of gun safety yes so uh when i'll just go ahead and read through the four that i have in front of me for hold on a second here what's this have oh that's stupid one? i'm sorry i had a thing that said five rules and i'm like five and i'm looking at this and it's some bs joke somebody put so never never hand a gun to a hollywood as, actor yeah well that might be added on <laughs> yeah so four universal rules of gun safety treat all guns as if they are always loaded never oh. let the, never let the muzzle point at anything that you're not willing to shoot slash destroy keep your finger off the trigger until your sights are on the target and you've made the decision to shoot and be sure of your target and what is behind it 
and so you you don't want a person and another person standing behind that person right right huh. let's let's not get it hurt so you'll you'll hear you'll hear those and i'm sure it'll be close or maybe a slight variation of it. it's all the same meaning all yes. on it so i guess for discussions discussion's sake what do you what have you heard and what do you know about this whole situation because i've done a little bit of digging and you know we're just reading stuff from news quote unquote news so it's sometimes hard to you know trust what they're saying <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> but what, what what have you what have you gotten so i've i've heard a couple things on this you know we heard that um a bunch of the crew people left within hours or a day before this happened mm-hmm. for safety concerns um and the handling of firearms was one of the safety concerns that i heard okay um i also heard just recently that there was more than one um negligent discharge accidental discharge on set mm-hmm. from a live round so right. this wasn't the first um incident of a live round being fired from a a real gun that is not just a prop gun right right um i also heard that some of the crew and actors were using this particular weapon at a range within a day or two before the shooting okay actually firing rounds you know live rounds shooting you know target practice out in the desert okay um and then obviously somehow a live round got mixed in with the blanks or whatever on set okay um because one of the first things i heard was there was a there was just metal or something in the barrel so they're trying to they're they were trying to claim a, a brandon lee situation kind of yeah, to where there was a squib and then a fight, you know, a mm-hmm. dummy round that's that's a powder charge and no lead mm-hmm. blew the shrapnel out of the barrel. But you know, I think within a couple of days they came out and said it was actual an actual live round that right. was fired from this, you know, actual real gun. So that's what I've heard. Um, you know, you also hear that what the safety prop person was it was her first day or week or something on the job brand new first job um but you know honestly i haven't dug as deep into it as i probably should have okay um just because i feel like every two or three days something else comes out that's right contradicts what right and that's, why, and that's why we kind of waited too because we didn't want to jump on it right away because you know that there's going to be some kind of investigation and you're going to get more news quote unquote at the longer yeah. it goes from it yeah because i mean i also heard just today that you know this was a setup by the gun grabbing people that somebody <laughs> put live rounds in there and i right. said you know that'd be really upsetting if somebody did that on purpose so there would be a shooting right maybe they didn't intend that somebody would actually get shot but i hope that's not the case oh yeah little so if you don't mind 
I'll go into what I know. No, you're right. And then, and then we'll kind of converge our our collective knowledge and and go from there. Um. So Alec Baldwin is shooting. Heh, no pun intended. Shooting a western called Rust. Um. And from what I've seen and read, kind of like what you're talking about, apparently they are on a low budget shotgun schedule. Like they are trying to crank this thing out in under a month. And the, the, the rush to get this done was one of the main reasons that people were getting uh fed up with it and walking off because um obviously there's unions involved as well and they were just doing a lot of shady stuff to try and cut corners and over they're overworked the people per union standards and all that and i guess there was a lot of promises made that they weren't falling through on for the crew and it got to a certain point where they all got fed up and they're like, we're not, we're not doing this anymore. You're running us ragged and we're not getting even, you're not even helping us to do it. Um, my understanding is the armorer, this is her, that was her second movie. And her, now, I don't know how much this has anything to do with it. I don't. I don't know qualifications. I don't know anything about what it takes to become an armorer, but her dad is apparently a big armorer in the movie business. So was she qualified or was there just some nepotism going on there to get her into this? Um, I saw a picture. Take this with a grain of salt uh, of her. I guess, training someone to shoot a rifle and it was atrocious. It was so any, anytime you get on YouTube and look up, you know, those gun fails where, you know, somebody either too close to the scope or they're just trying, it's too powerful and it comes out, you know, you know, that beginner stance that they always do where they're trying to conform to the gun instead of putting the gun in front of them like they're standing straight up feet feet narrow close together and they're standing up and then as soon as you get to about their ribs they're leaning back at a 45 degree angle holding the rifle and like the rear side is probably in line with their hips and they're they're at this weird y shape trying to hold it and look back that that's exactly what this person was doing and then Hmm. this armor was there apparently teaching her how how to shoot so because that looks realistic in a movie right so yeah and i i've heard things like you were saying about they had done live fire with these weapons before and all that which you know i guess if you're just going to be lackadaisical about everything then you're just going to use it uh for a quote-unquote prop you know like 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 (laughs) we were saying before that whole the whole brandon lee thing no you use it bullet came out but it stuck it was lodged in the barrel and then you're just going to basically 
shoot another bullet behind it without a bullet on the end of it and it dislodges it and then it shoots that out um i hadn't heard the metal the metal thing in the barrel like a little piece of shrapnel or whatever i just heard it was a live round but at this point i mean it doesn't who who cares you know whatever it was it wasn't checked properly and uh to to add on to their whole little rushing and and cutting corners normally there's what do they call that is that called video village i believe in movies where they all kind of have like their little tent they all sit under and there's screens that they watch it to see how it looks yeah so instead of that you had this and i don't i don't remember what her position is i she was like you know a whatever camera person like i think she was higher up she's maybe like a director of photography or something like that she's behind the camera and then the was it the director was behind her uh yeah he was he was something like that um she's a well, here i'll just yeah so she was cinematographer he was director and so they were in line with this shot which i'm assuming was you know that first person look of basically being shot and he's handed this gun told it's you know it's it's not hot and shoots and then it goes through her and into the director killed her injured the, the director was alive still right yes okay but yeah i think he was in the hospital for like a day maybe is that what it was okay yeah it wasn't very long so that is i think that's about all i all i know because everything at this point you're getting now lawyers have been involved in everything so you're just kind of getting people trying to cover their ass or slander the other you know trying to alleviate some of the fault on them Yeah, it. I one of the other things I heard was, didn't the the handler of the firearm just recently, within a day or so, say it wasn't his responsibility to check that the firearm was safe when he handed it to? Yeah, Baldwin? I've seen I've seen stuff like that. Um... Like, I just have it up right now. Um, there's a thing that says, Armor thought she loaded the gun with dummy rounds. Um, Armor's lawyer dismissed claims of experience. It's basically going to fall on the armor on this one is what's going to happen. That's 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 where they're going to go with it. Um, but, <clears throat> so I guess from a, learning standpoint on this well i mean how could have this been avoided following uh, the safety rules right <laughs> absolutely i mean I, I mean i don't know about you but i would imagine the the um the gun that you just bought when you walked into the ffl the guy pulled it out of the case probably dropped the magazine, pulled the slide back, looked, and then handed it to you. I know most of the time when I go to a gun store, that's the way I'm handed a gun. 
and I repeat the same process. I'll drop the magazine, pull the slide back, check it, right? Drop the slide, then yeah. do whatever. Actually, he just slid the box to me. <laughs> he's like, well, here, okay. He's like, he's like, here it is. I mean, it, but and to to be fair, he did say he handled it before and checked it. So he he did check it to make sure everything was okay with it. So he had handled it before, and he's the only one that um he's the only guy there that does that so he's the only ffl guy there so he's in charge of keeping it wherever it is now when i took it obviously yes i dropped the yeah. mag i dropped the mag i opened it up you know I, I looked inside and everything and you know got a few squeezes off on it just to kind of see how nice that trigger was so well i mean my point is though when you handled the firearm the first time you safe clear checked it right and i was aiming at the floor i wasn't even aiming it at him <laughs> yeah yeah you weren't aiming it at him you probably didn't have. i mean obviously when you pointed it at the floor to squeeze the trigger then you touched the trigger but it was pointed in a safe direction so mm -hmm. but you know my point is that most of us to a gun loving type of people do that mm -hmm. i mean that's kind of the the standard thing and you know if i see somebody that's unsafe at a gun store i back away right and I oh mean, yeah I'll, I'll even leave you know if somebody if there's a bunch of kids that come in um playing around with guns and they act like an idiot i'll put the gun down and walk out and right. and you know i've had somebody say hey you, you interested in buying that and i'm like i'm not interested in being here at all right yeah. yeah i mean i had that i had that happen on a range um with my ex-wife and her two daughters and they they allowed three college age kids to come in and rent a 44 magnum oh and there was this this range had 20 lanes they put and we were the only ones in there me and my ex-wife and her two daughters and they put these three college kids about three lanes away from us with a rented 44 now there's nothing wrong with them being college age kids not I'm at assuming all. that they probably you could probably tell that they probably weren't people that handled guns often they you know there was three probably three or four quick succession shots fired mm -hmm. a bunch of laughing i leaned back kind of looked down saw that it didn't look like a good environment so I told the three that were with me to get out. I said, right. you guys go wait out there and we're packing up. I tell, I just felt totally uncomfortable with what was going on right. in that booth. And that range, that particular range I've never been back to because there was a lot of other stories about stuff like that happening. Oh, okay. About it being unsafe. There was, you know, gunshot holes in the ceiling and in the walls and in the floors oh, and you know at the time this was this was 20 years ago or well not that long ago you know 15 18 years ago um at the time there wasn't a ton of ranges around here right right so you know even just that incident with me i've i've left um you know it was a big big gun younger younger people mm -hmm. um just didn't feel safe yeah you know now, would I do that today? Probably not. I'd probably go down and chew somebody's ass. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe well, not, not there, that. but the range, 
there's got to be a range officer or something. So, well, like, I, I said something to him when we were leaving because the guy said, Your time's not up. I said, That's fine. Keep it. You know, and he, and he was kind of like, well, You know, everything okay? And I said, No, you guys, somebody should be in there with those guys in that 44. But today I'd probably go down there and say, Hey, guys, you know, can I show you a thing or two or right. help them out and, and try to teach them instead of just, leaving the situation you know because i, I yeah. would have felt bad if something bad happened and i found out about it yeah and i'm sure it was a little more lax back then too i think a lot of places now they try to get you through some kind of a safe some kind of a training before they just hand you a gun you know to go try on a range i'm sure there's a lot of places you know liability at least liability wise try to make sure that people know you know what the trigger yeah. is and what the, <laughs> which way it aims and <laughs> Yeah, I know a couple of the nicer um, indoor ranges around here. They have a safety video that loops. Okay. So they they'll make you go watch that, and then you have to sign like a like a wallet card. Okay. For like the yeah. safety briefing video, mm -hmm. and then you know you throw that in your wallet, and the next time you go, you, you bust that out. They look at it, or if you don't have it, then you got to go spend the four minutes watching that video again. Oh, okay. so, so it's, you know, it just goes over the, the four rules that you went over and then their specific, you know, range rules of not shooting green tip armor piercing, <laughs> yeah. you know, 50 cal guns at their range. It, right. it, it's the basic of basics, but you're right for liability reasons. There's a lot of, a lot of the places have those kind of videos now, but yeah you know how how could this have been avoided well i mean following these <laughs> uh, yeah i mean i mean let's jump jump into the next one because this one right here i mean i'm sure both of us are going to have a lot to say about this one never let the muzzle point at anything you're not willing to destroy shoot whatever i would have been uncomfortable aiming even a prop gun at a person well that was my you know that was one of my first questions when i heard about this is <clears throat> number one why wasn't an an actor that was shot and then mm -hmm. two if it was a first person looking at the screen down the muzzle mm -hmm. pulling the trigger why didn't the bullet go through the cameras first right you know well, so so how was this how did this bullet hit a person and go into another person uh -huh. that was standing behind them right without hitting a camera prop or right. something else in the way. Right. And, and like you said, I don't know that I would feel comfortable even with a blank round in there. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, if it's, if it's for a movie, okay, fine, but let's get a, you know, a gun that doesn't have a firing pin and has something that blocks the barrel at the back end. So you can't put a projectile out of the barrel. You right. know what I mean? Well, you don't I even have, have I mean, you don't even have to go that far. So so here here's my theory, and I expect I tried. You know, I, I put a post up about this right after it happened, and there was a little bit of discussion about it. Here, here's here's my theory of what it is. So first off, you got a guy that doesn't shoot guns. So even if he's aiming at the camera, he's probably not going to be able to hit the camera. Okay, so so True. we'll go we'll go <laughs> we'll go that route. Okay, maybe he was uh, aiming at the camera and hit somebody. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Two, if he was far away, if, if it wasn't like a straight up right in your face kind of shot, 
then you then obviously you know how much harder it is to actually hit what you're aiming at mm-hmm. when you're doing that. Um, as for how did he get two people here? Here's here's just basically my my idea of what actually happened. So you've got you've got these people. You've you've got your your cinematographer and you've got your director. Instead of sitting over in their video village or whatever the hell it's called, watching the monitors, they're behind the camera now. Who knows? Maybe that's because all these people are gone and don't want to work because they're, you know, they're running them ragged and all that. So they say, screw it. We're going to do it old school. We're going to get hopping behind the camera. So what I envision is he's probably a good, I don't know, 15 to 20 feet away from this camera, you know, trying to get the shot where the body, you know, however, however they need to get him in frame and he's aiming at it. You got the cinematographer behind it, looking at it, whatever monitors on that. And then you've got the director over her shoulder, looking at it, directing her, you know, I need, I need to, you know, you know, get his knees in it or just go from the waist above or whatever. Correct. So they're, they're stacked behind each other. I, I can't help it. I always think of Resident Evil the old school resident evil uh, on playstation where you get them in a hall you try to line up a headshot you know that was that was kind of the objective (laughs) you know that that i think that's that's what happened they were stacked up like that and then he popped that off and obviously he's not going to be able to hit what he's aiming at because he he's not a gun person and then it goes through these two people yeah or you know playing a little bit on that you know if they're looking at the camera screen mm-hmm. and saying well we want this ang- angle so aim over here where mm-hmm. we're standing so you're aiming at this angle and maybe he did sh- hit what he was pointed at maybe yeah because he was told to point that way mm-hmm. well don't point it at the camera like okay i'm going to move over here a couple feet point it this way because that's the right angle and the, right. like you said, the director's standing there right behind her going yep yeah yeah that's the angle that's the angle you know action so it's just it's just a bunch of people that didn't know what the hell they were doing yeah and and there's there's so many people that touched that gun mm -hmm. and didn't follow any of the safety rules right well and and not knowing the distance between you know the two parties there you know even when you do blanks or maybe not so much simunition rounds because those are less powered but you know even where was it i think when i was in the military when they gave us blanks they're like don't get close on somebody and pop these off because of the pressure yeah you know depending on how hot that blank is you're still going to have that coming out of it so even that is not safe with the blank like that's kind of a well i mean the blank still throws the fireball out the barrel right right? yeah you still have the powder coming out i mean yeah so i mean if you're a foot or two within somebody they're going to get burnt (laughs) right for one i mean burnt the pressure one of the two yeah yeah so there there's somebody's it's you're going to get hurt if you're that close yeah and, and assuming I, it's a western i'm sure it was a revolver yeah i believe that's i believe i heard it was a revolver but i mean you want that in the shot right i mean 
a natural fireball looks better probably than a CGI one. Yeah. But you can still, I mean, you, you can, can still st- put, you still pull one in. I mean, it's still CGI one in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, there's just, there was a, com- you know, a calamity of bad things that happened. Yeah. But... And we only got through the first two. Third one, <laughs> keep your finger off the trigger until, until your sights are on the target. You made the decision to shoot. Well, he did. So, oh, yeah, I mean, I he, he did, did follow that one. And yeah. then be sure of your target and what's behind it. So, that's kind of a kind of a 50 50 because he wasn't intending to shoot them so the person that he wasn't intending to shoot and the person that was stacked behind them was of no consequence to him but a person a person of that mind still wouldn't have been comfortable with that right and i mean you know that you know thinking back to when you're a kid and playing the awful named game of cowboys and indians right? <gasps> how dare you did i say that um that's so on pc but you had a plastic gun and back then i don't know that they all had orange tips on them but you pointed it at your fellow brethren <laughs> and pulled a trigger right oh, I mean, your little your little little revolver cap guns yeah and you know that's you weren't old enough to follow the rules but you pointed a firearm or something that looked like a firearm at somebody right. else and pulled the trigger so you know my mindset here is okay you and i know that the four all four gun safety rules were broken yes but somebody that you know and i'm not going to call alec baldwin a child but somebody that has never grew up knowing the four gun rules mm-hmm. and never grew out of not playing cops and robbers or cowboys and Mm -hmm. indians that like you said your money maker is pointing a trigger at a camera or pointing a gun at a camera and pulling the trigger right so is your mindset on the fact that yeah i know it's a real gun because we took it out in the desert and shot it who cares whatever Mm -hmm. but now this is my job that's a game that's you know cops and robbers Mm -hmm. so did he have the obviously they didn't have the mindset of this is a real gun that may or may not have a live round in it that right. i'm going to go now go shoot a movie with so is he at fault in my book yeah everybody that handled that firearms at fault um but can i say that he had the mindset of shooting somebody i'd hope not yeah, I mean, even I, even you know whether I like the guy or not like the guy. I mean, I'm not particularly fond of Alec Baldwin, the person, but I would hope that he didn't intend on shooting somebody. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, I don't think you know, it was. Yeah, the intent I don't think was there. Right. But it's but, just like you said, it was just this perfect storm of negligence. Negligence. Right? Exactly. Yes. Of all that. I mean. I don't I kind of want to make this comparison but I don't know how they filmed and I'm sure many 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 more safety precautions were taken but I guarantee you if that had been Keanu Reeves doing John Wick there's been what three movies now yep 
how many guns, how many shootouts, how many different scenes of people getting point blank shot and everything else. And we've never once heard of an accident on that. And and we've all seen the train. We know that he knows he, he whether, you want to, whether you want to call him a gun guy or not, I don't know, but he knows he knows his shit. Well, he and, did and, the real training. Yeah. I mean, and if anybody's listening that hasn't seen that, do yourself a favor, look up Keanu Reeves training for John Wick out with Terran Tactical. You yeah. know, I whatever our opinions you have of Terran Tactical, that's a different thing. But the results of Keanu Reeves doing what he was doing, they speak for themselves. Like, well, I mean, you know, since we went since we brought that topic up, um, the last one had Halle Berry in it. Mm-hmm. And you can look up her videos. Yep. At the same place doing it. But you know, I did hear something about um the John Wick movies um mm-hmm. that came out after, you know, after this um this incident that they try, you know, there's there's uh bullet counts in that. Right. And you know, I can't remember the number. I'm probably way off, but we'll just say 350 rounds are fired in that in each one of those movies of some sort but one of the things i heard was that they go out of their way even with the point blank shooting mm-hmm. that they're not pointed at a person that it's offset yeah, camera yeah. angled it's it's, it's away no di- from exactly it's no different than a fight scene you don't yeah. actually punch the person you angle the camera so that way, when you swing and they react, it looks like you struck them. You're not actually hitting them. Right. So you could fire it in close proximity to them, but it still won't be aimed at them. Right. So that was, yeah, that was one of the things I heard about John Wick is that they went quite a bit out of their way to, you know, not flag somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, how many it was, I'm not sure. Because they, they, you know, if you've seen the movies... <laughs> They do a lot of shooting in those movies. Yeah. So, so here I have just just a quick quick Google foo here. So they're talking about John Wick two. At the end of the day, John Wick fired three hundred and two shots with an eighty per eighty point one percent rate of accuracy that amounted to one hundred and twenty eight total kills. Yes, that dwarfs the still impressive seventy seven people he killed in the first movie. <laughs> yes. And I'm assuming there was more in the third. Yeah, because I believe um, I saw something that said that the director, the director's goal is to constantly one up the previous movie. So that's why the the things are getting crazier. The stunts are getting, I mean, I still appreciated the book in the library kill. In the third one. I I appreciated that one. Absolutely you know absolutely <laughs> but yeah the, that's the, the goal. pencil the pencil kill in the first one well i mean they 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 foreshadowed that one you had to eventually see that yes you know but yes yeah, so. didn't he have he had a pencil kill in the last one too i think i think yeah so but yeah with, with a pencil with a pencil yes but yeah, a lot of avoidable tragedy out of this. And I'm actually 
I want to say I'm surprised, but I'm also not surprised that there hasn't been more rhetoric out of it, I guess would be the, the, the right way to say it. Because at first I was like, oh, shit, here we go. Here comes all the anti-gun stuff. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, yeah, but he's a Hollywood guy. You know, he's he's in the in crowd and they're going to they're, they're going to protect their own. And they're not going to they're not going to, you know, judge him because they're all of the same ilk. There are a bunch of people that like to criticize responsible gun owners who do their due diligence, do their training, who do the safety, who know how to handle stuff. But well, they're not and they're not going out, you know, making millions of dollars off of stuff or just having somebody tell them how to do it. Well, you know, because he wasn't a. A off his rocker right wing trump loving right yeah gun toting yeah you know proud american had he been you know yeah uh a a quote-unquote right or not on their team person in the movie industry they probably would have eaten them alive of course had it been you said clint eastwood (laughs) Eastwood, yeah you know keanu reeves it would have it would have been i mean if it was let's Let's say it was Keanu Reeves. I think he's kind of untouchable, though. I don't think they would have went after him. I don't know. Man, I think... I don't know. Because, I, you know, there, like you said, there's videos of him training out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's no different than going method. You have all these weirdos that do, quote-unquote, method. And they do all this weird stuff, so... I don't He's think... done that. I... You know... I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's a a bad, um, a bad situation altogether for one. And for two, I'm, I am a little surprised that we haven't heard more. Um, on the other hand, I agree with you. If we heard more, that'd be saying to the industry that these guys make their millions of dollars on to mm-hmm. stop making millions of dollars on right with guns right right so you know that's that's you know it's this it's the disappointing thing of um oh what's his face the guy that did jason Bourne movies oh damon yeah, after you know the third movie that he made bazillions of dollars on coming out and saying he doesn't like guns. Or Liam Neeson. Yeah. And being with, like with the taken me. movies and all that, you know, yeah. and he, he had a little a little thing where he badmouthed yeah. Americans and guns and all that. And it's like yeah. you're obviously not paying attention to your audience there, buddy. Yeah. It's like <laughs> on top of being a hypocrite, but <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Can I have my, my money back that I right. spent on your movies? I, now the interesting thing is that Matt Damon just did that that movie about um, being from Kansas or whatever, and his daughter getting taken of some sort or something or other. Oh, okay. And then he, you know, he he went there, lived there for a while. Oh, did he? Um, yeah, and was like part of the community and people or whatever. And then he came out and kind of said, "Oh, hey, I feel a little bit different now about." the midwest you know united states so i don't oh. think he necessarily <laughs> changed his mind but yeah oh yeah he's yeah he's just saying that to Pete. maybe a little bit more respect but you know i don't know 
it's just it's just uh i agree with you it's a timely topic that i think we needed to talk about but mm-hmm. it's a very unfortunate something like this happened yeah to me. with you know he's not a gun guy but in the gun community that's never something you want to have happen yeah and i mean it's kind of just like and i hate to keep bringing it up but it's like did they did nobody learn anything from the crow like did they just get complacent with that you know i mean i understand the crow was as i look it up right now was made in nine was released in 94 you know but did 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 nobody learn like hey we're not actually going to shoot at the people we're going to shoot beside or you know or maybe maybe that's what he was trying to do and he's just not very good at it <laughs> you know i mean well like you said he could have been pointing at the camera and just totally missed yeah or maybe he thought he was a, uh, you know and i guarantee it was probably one of those things where it was you know the cool sideways one-hander or maybe like from a quick draw or something and there was no actually no actual aiming because you know why would you want to do that i would think though that if he was aimed at the camera and they were three foot away from the camera Mm -hmm. we would have heard some sort of an excuse you know what i mean that I was pointed at the camera. The gun, the gun was so bad. The bullet was so bad. It magically went three foot in the wrong direction. You know what I mean? I think the gun may have gotten blamed a little bit more. And I'm glad that we haven't heard Mr. Baldwin making a lot of excuses for what's happened. Oh, he's been making excuses. He's He's been, quote unquote, uh... I don't want to well, say in hiding, but he's been apparently just releasing just re- a whole bunch of one-sided stuff, blaming the armor. Oh, well, no, no, no. Yeah, I mean, right, that it wasn't his fault that the gun was loaded. Right. But I think if he was pointed at the camera and missed missed what he was aiming at right. the foot, he would have blamed it on the gun and not the armor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think there would have been some other see this is why guns are bad you point it at the camera and the bullet goes where it wants to and kills people Mm -hmm. so i think there would have been other excuses of of that other than blaming well you know they handed me a gun and said cold yeah well okay i'm handed a gun the same way at the gun shop and the guy says it's cleared and what do i do i check it (laughs) and and just a little a little add on to that he is also the producer yes for that as well so i guess you know he's getting what he put into it yeah (laughs) i mean based on what a producer does so he's the ultimate responsible person for the whole thing yeah i it's just disappointing Mm -hmm. you know that there are rules for gun safety um People like us follow those all the time. Even, you know, I wouldn't say when we don't have to, but I just watched the FFL guy clear a gun and he handed it to me. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I was watching it the whole time. A bullet didn't just jump up there and in it. But I'm still going to check it. I'm still not going to point it at him. You know, I'm still not going to put my finger on the, I'm not going to put my booger picker on the bang bang switch mm-hmm. until it's pointed at the floor. Yeah. You, just, you know, so there's, there's just things that I don't know. Yeah. I just don't, I guess, I don't know. I just, I don't understand why you have live rounds on set. But, uh, yeah. I mean, of all things, like I, I can understand if you're going to have the gun and you're going to beforehand. See, that's that's that whole thing where they're they're just trying to do it all in like a month. Do you know, like even a lot of these, you know, like the World War Two movies and Vietnam movies and all this stuff, they put them through training beforehand. They'll go through, you know, a basic training or they'll get, you know, X amount of time training on these things, not on the set. That's completely separate and distant from where they're at. I can understand, hey, here's the weapon you're going to be using at a location not even close to the set. Here's how it actually reacts live. And then as you as an armorer, when you take it back, before you take it back, you check it, you clear it, you you rod it to make sure there's nothing in the barrel. You know, a, a revolver should be easy because all you yeah. got to do is check, check, you know, Check, check your wheel there make sure you, you visually inspect that put a put a uh, a brass rod through the barrel you're good to go get it back to set and then check it every time before it gets used and you shouldn't even have any live rounds there right like, i just I, I i seriously if this really was this this woman's second movie and her dad was an armorer, a big armorer and all that. I really think she wasn't qualified. Absolutely. Not that this, you know, not that this, you know, exonerates Baldwin in any way of anything that he did. But between the two of them, they they, they share the blame on this one. Well, yeah. I mean, accidents happen. Yes. You know, that's an accident's an accident. But uh, this one was way avoidable you know live rounds on the set follow the gun rules this wouldn't happen um you know back back to your point i totally agree with taking the guns maybe not the guns that you're going to use on set right. the, the same guns out mm-hmm. and, and doing research yeah familiarity it, it, yeah it makes the movie a lot more realistic i mean there's there's a lot of videos out there of, of okay back to john wick um, Halle Berry in the John Wick movies, um, Mark Wahlberg and the other guys in Lone Survivor out training mm-hmm. and with, you know, Terran Tactical or, or Marcus Luttrell and the Navy SEALs training them on how to shoot and say, well, that's not how it's done. I get it that that's how that's going to look good on camera, but that's mm-hmm. not how it's done. Do it this right. way. Shoot this way. And then when you watch those movies, it's like, okay, that looks realistic. And then you watch some other movies and it's like, oh, that's awful. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you can pick it out and it's like, oh, that's so terrible. The scope's on backwards, guys. You got the yeah. scope on the gun backwards. <laughs> so, you know, I get it. Go go do it. Go train. Yeah. Leave the live rounds on the range. And, yeah. oh, it's just avoidable. But yeah. but yeah, I mean, back to your point, you know, if you're if you're holding a 
45 long Colt revolver mm-hmm. at the end of your arm, you know, outstretched and squeezing the trigger and you have no recoil. I'm going to cringe at the movie mm-hmm. theater. Like, oh, yep. It was, I believe it was a 45 Colt. So, oh, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, there's just, yeah, I get it. You know, everybody wants to see a good movie. Yeah. You know, John Wick movies are great. There's some scenes in there where it's kind of like, <laughs> oh, come on. You know what I mean? Right. But it's it's still, there's a lot of good shooting action in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, who doesn't like realistic looking movies? Yeah. So, and the more you know, the more you're going to be a snob about it. Yeah. Too. That's the only and thing, like sometimes it ruins it for you, you know, and you're like, yeah. you're like, oh, come on, you know, uh, my my best friend he's he's an actor out in new york and he works on he's done a lot of uh uh extra work for stuff and he's been a pretty regular extra on uh fbi i think tv series and and he's done stuff for like you know marvel movies and stuff like that too he was in a stella a stella artois commercial with uh that one with idris elba and all that but he's always calling me he's always because he, he he didn't grow up in this and every time he comes back to visit we we try to go to the range and oh, nice and, and i hate to break it to some of you guys but he actually really likes the 1911 but um <laughs> so take that for what, what what it is but but no he's always like he's always calling me and asking me he's like so hey we were on set and we were doing this is that something that you would really do like you know and it's 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 kind of that thing where we kind of have to be we kind of have to be stewards for all of this you know oh. he, he didn't grow up and he is like you know i'm curious and i said come along we'll we'll go do some shooting and after it, he's like you know i'm not like you know crazy gun guy or anything he says but i respect it and i understand it now because perfect he 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 like i said when he i gave him a few different guns you know we went through the safety and you could see it when he shot the 1911 like there he's like you kind of saw like he got bit you could see that little that little twinge where he's like oh this is kind of cool i like this but that's we just need a little more of that and i mean not that we're talking about the general population because we're talking about hollywood but everybody do your part you know expose people that's the only way we can avoid this stuff yeah you know it's i watch a lot of um like military ex-military guys on on youtube and stuff Mm -hmm. and a lot it's nice seeing you know we watch we watch the show seal team Mm -hmm. and it's you know it's dramatized military but um there's a guy on the show that is one of the seal team team guys Mm -hmm. tyler gray that's an ex special forces guy yep there's a lot of them on that set yeah so he you know and the and the dog handler guy on there's an actual dog handler so you know so they they have that part in that set and it yeah it's dramatized but a lot of the movement and actions of Mm -hmm. carrying the gun and in that is looks realistic and yeah um oh what was the movie uh, act of valor yeah yeah um, the one that was actual navy seals in it yeah they were i believe all of them 
were Navy, were ex Navy yeah. SEALs or, yeah. or actually active at the time, active Navy SEALs. Um, so it, you know, some of the stuff that they did in there, like if you watch somebody, some, some of it was Hollywood, but yeah, ex military guy going, you know, we would never ever do that. Yeah. But it looked good on camera, but still, like the moving, shooting, how they stacked on a door and went in. You know, I'm not a military guy, but I've watched a lot of videos of military guys training it, teaching mm -hmm. it, and doing it to where it's like, you know, I'm not going to pick it out every time, but there's some that are just plain awful, right? TV shows or movies, and yeah, you know, kicking the door open, standing right in the doorway, and then running in. It's like, oh first one dead yeah <laughs> you know so yeah. um you know a lot of times you can see that but it, you know it's nice seeing something that's more realistic and like i said i don't i'm not one of those guys so i'll watch something and be like oh that was a good movie and then i got another you know a buddy of mine that is ex-military it's like dude that was terrible <laughs> and then i'll go yeah. like watch some videos of door stacking and breaking mm -hmm. you know, kicking door down and then go watch the movie again and like oh yeah it was right that's not all that good right well you know it's just it's just how it's how it's presented and what you're going in for it for if you can just suspend this you know disbelief for a while and enjoy it for what it is then you, sometimes you can do that but yeah it's sometimes you just kind of look at it and you're like they wouldn't do that <laughs> you know it, yeah i mean the the other one that comes to mind is the uh the mall scene in john wick okay where the one is upstairs yeah they're shooting and they're the silencer <laughs> like pew, 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 and like yeah. nobody's the wiser walking in it's like right oh that's so bad yeah that's so pew, pew, pew. like oh it's so terrible you yeah. didn't hit anybody else and nobody yeah. noticed you had guns like oh it's just take that edit somebody why didn't it get edited out of the movie why yeah. is that in the movie yeah it's entertainment it's entertainment so. it was a i mean it looked good yeah it looked but, really but, good but even for <laughs> being the most as sometimes ridiculous as it is it's still more authentic than some of these things that try to pass themselves off as authentic like yes. you know like there was so much care put into it <laughs> that even over well, the overall point of the movie, you know, the overall, how many times he reloaded. Yeah. And then, you know, and then you start counting and it's like, well, he didn't need to reload. That was only six rounds. You know what <laughs> well, I mean? So, it's like, sometimes you edit and, you know, sometimes it's a combat yeah. reload and you're not paying attention to how many rounds you yeah. fired. You just want to make sure you're topped off. Come on, know? John. That's a Glock. <laughs> it's got more than six rounds, buddy. Has infinite <laughs> ammo. Glock perfection. Yeah. So, no. <laughs> You had nine more rounds. Come on, man. Come on, you didn't need to reload. No, but I mean, you you have, you know, the Marvel movies, which Thor Ragnarok. Okay. And the guy shooting the ARs. Oh, yeah. He shot like nine million rounds, and then it finally ran out, and he didn't reload. He just threw the guns down. Yeah. It's like, oh, now you're out? Cool. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll need to, maybe we'll need to do a start start amassing a list or we can start here, here everybody everybody's listening start sending us us uh you know funny things from movies that weren't realistic you know that we can we can point out and maybe we'll do an episode of just poking fun at stuff nothing too serious but is that you know. is that homework for our buddy tyler that sits around and 
that's that's for his tv on <laughs> that's for anybody i mean so just you know send it into us comment on something we'll 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 see it we'll start making a list maybe we'll make an we'll just have a fun episode out of it you know good gun scenes versus bad guns. yeah <laughs> so, john wick versus everybody else there you go <laughs> I was a uh, I was pretty impressed. I did like uh what was that speaking of Thor, what was that movie that he did where he was the special operations guy? Uh Extraction? Ex- extraction? Yeah, I think they're making a second one as well. Yeah. I yeah. liked that one. I thought that was a I, I did enjoy that movie. I liked that movie too. It was really um there wasn't a lot of um hollywood fluff in it i guess that's exactly what i was gonna say hollywood fluff in it yeah that it was more well i mean it was a netflix movie right so netflix did it it was but you're it's kind of a weird thing when when they say it's a netflix movie because sometimes it was a movie that was already made and then they pitch it to see who will buy it and then netflix jumps in and buys it so netflix did so a lot of times when you get these netflix just like so case case in point here that what's what's the thing that everybody likes now squid game sure that that series yeah. on netflix i haven't watched it but it's a korean series so this guy made this over the course of how many years like i've seen all this stuff you know where they said you know he was almost he was dead broke at one point at one point the computer that he was writing that script on he ended up selling and all that like he went dead broke trying to make this thing and then he finally got it made well guess what it was made and it was released over in korea i'm pretty sure or at least he got it made and then pitched it and then netflix jumped in it had nothing to do with the making of it they're just putting their name on it i got you so whenever netflix says a netflix movie it probably doesn't have anything to do with it unless they're actually unless you actually see that they're they're pay bankrolling somebody so a lot of these, and it's mostly going to probably end up being these uh, these documentaries or the political stuff. Because I think they paid Obama X amount of millions or whatever for some kind of thing. Uh, but normally something like that, that's good, that gun people can enjoy. It was made beforehand and Netflix didn't have a hand in it. They just jumped in afterwards and said, yeah, here you go. We'll pay you for it. And we're going to put it on our streaming service. I got you. I mean, it... to it didn't feel like a big budget movie though yeah you know what i mean it, yeah. it felt more of a you know netflix ish movie yeah and sometimes uh, that's what you need you don't want the michael bay version of it because that takes away from the realism yeah i mean transformers is great um but you know 90 percent of that movies those movies are cgi'd right yeah, which is cool. I mean, that's makes a great movie. I'm not saying they're bad movies. You know, they are they are what they are. Um, but yeah, no, that it felt more. Uh, well, like I said, you know, there wasn't the Hollywood fluff, and it was more kind of raw movie, which which I enjoyed. I'm, I'm glad they're making a second one. I like the idea of a, of a movie, a movie episode. So we can kind of put that on the list of things to do in the future <laughs> movie episode. Yeah. 
what do we say? Good gun scenes versus bad ones. Yeah. I think we've uh, chit-chatted enough and we're going to try and avoid some rabbit holes. So you got anything else before we get out of here? Um, Sure. Let's <laughs> remind, let's remind everybody we have, uh, we still have some patches. Oh, that's sell. right. Um, so yeah, we have patches. Hit us up at our email, which is aftershock.podcast at protonmail.com. P-R-O-T-O-N mail, M-A-I-L, not M-A-L-E, dot com. <laughs> That's a different Perfect. server. <laughs> um, if you, if you need, need a picture, uh, we have some on the Facebook and the Instagram. If you're not familiar, Facebook, you can find us on the Wasted Ammo podcast page on Facebook. And Instagram is Aftershock, all one word, underscore podcast. And there'll be less pictures to go through on there if you like Instagram. And you'll be able to find uh, a picture of those beautiful patches that got made. I and just, think we have another post to do on Instagram and Facebook too, don't we? Somebody else's AK uh, set up. Did, do I need to do yours still? I, yeah, I don't. I don't think you've posted mine yet. I think I, I think I got busy and you said okay. Yeah, yeah. Now that you called me out on it, I'm definitely going to put it on there. I'm glad you reminded me. That's why there's can, two of us. <laughs> I can send. I can send it again. Yeah. So head on over to the Facebook and the Instagram. Uh, we have pictures on there from eric and Bo from our ak episode and you can get a nice visual representation of all their little add-ons and accoutrements they were talking about that they had on their on their rifles see what it looks like and you know i'm sure you can hit them up if you have any questions if you're looking for something maybe you're an ak guy uh they i know of, of anybody those two will be the ones that will be more than happy to talk to you about certain things and their experiences because they've they've been in it for a long time so they've gone through multiple things multiple you know lights optics whatever there is they've they've probably gone through it and they know of reputable uh manufacturers so that, that they're a good resource and one more thing before we get out of here it's getting that time of year it's cold everybody's getting cooped up inside people's video game time starts to go up uh, luckily we have the wasted ammo gaming page on facebook hop on there tell everybody what you're playing what you're playing on and what your handle is i'm sure you'll be able to find somebody to to join in with you if you're playing a team game like that and who knows maybe uh maybe you'll see me and and dave on there with that for david shock i'm mr pixel uh, we hope you guys enjoyed the conversation today and uh thanks for all the support and we'll talk to you guys next time see you